Hi everyone, I'm Luis from LuisReviewer.com here in my final podcast episode and video blog. Uh, we're going to be discussing last things I've seen uh, to close this year. It's hard year in, in everything, in entertainment and movies. It has not been the best of years, but it's been a good year in a way. So uh, let's be thankful for the good things. And anyway, I'm going off topic a little bit. Uh, so I'm going to be talking about the last few things that I've posted on my webpage. Um, I'm going to be talking about a few little things. I'm going to start with something new that has been released in music, and that's uh, the new Paul McCartney album, Paul McCartney 3. Uh, I read yesterday that it's been a very big sale on, on vinyl, which is great. Um, so the history of this album is, is that um, it's called McCartney 3 because I think it's um, kind of a coincidence, really, in 1970, the Beatles broke up and McCartney did this record on his home, uh, you know, kind of not, not like an official record, just him making music in his home. He, uh, he plays his, all the instruments, he plays everything, and he just called it McCartney. In 1980, when Wings uh, were disbanded, he did the same thing, which he called McCartney 2, which is a very experimental album. He just did it in his home. And now in 2020, uh, thanks to the lockdown, McCartney decided to finish a few songs that he had and have fun in the studio again and decided to release it as McCartney 3. That's the kind of a brief summary of the history of the album. Um, I like this one much better than McCartney 2. Uh, I want to begin with that. Uh, I have to say that I was kind of shocked because what I expected was a little weird uh, album. And it wasn't, it was, uh, the songs were really good. I mean, uh, the first track, uh, Find My Way, uh, was a good track. Uh, a lot of the songs, they felt complete, and I, was ex- I wasn't expecting that at all. I was just expecting um, kind of a very different album uh, than the one that we got, and that's good. I mean, I was completely, completely surprised by the album. I mean, uh, Find My Way, one of, the, one of the good tracks. I love Laboratory Lil, which had this the same feeling. Uh, it reminded me a little bit of uh, Temporary Secretary. Uh, deep, deep feeling, sliding, Kiss of Venus, Seize the Day is a great song. Deep Down, it has 11 tracks, and uh, I have to say it is one of McCartney's best. I'm really glad that he made this record. Uh, for me, he vindicated himself from Egypt, Egypt, Egypt Station, uh, which a lot of people like, and I don't hate the album, but I didn't love it. You know, I, I can hear it. It has good tracks on it, too. It has a good song on it. Uh, but for me, it was not his best record, even though it really sold a lot. of. I, I like the new better. Uh, but I think McCartney 3 is a great record. Uh, I'm amazed, you know, that this man keeps on uh, producing such quality music. I think any Beatles fan is going to love it. And I think any casual fan of McCartney, I think, should buy it. Because it's a fun little record um, with good songs. Uh, and once again, you know, he's a... Uh, had to give it to him. I mean, he plays every instrument on the record. Um, the Only two people, other people, playing it. I think they were from his touring band. Uh, they, they are in the, in the album. Uh, so, you know, that was released a few weeks ago. I think it was on December 18th. And it's out there now if you're interested. I think it's a good record.
Um, so moving on, the next thing uh, I wrote on my blog was this documentary called Rampantolo. And it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a documentary about rock, uh, Latin rock music. Uh, for me, it was a big boom in the 90s. Uh, bands uh, of this genre, which was called uh, rock Latino. Uh, we have bands like Mana, Cafe Tacuba, uh, Fabulosos Cadillacs, uh, Fido Baez, and a lot of great, these little great rock and roll bands, and Anitos Verde. So I was excited about this documentary, uh, but I was a little bit let down about it because I think it, it should have been called more of a rock, a Latin rock uh, mixed with political something because it, it just felt like the band had no political uh, impact. It was not going to be discussed in this documentary. It was interesting because there were a lot of uh, things about Latin America that I learned through it, and it was cool to see how the music... Uh, was relevant to those things, so but it should it should have been called something different because I don't feel like it was something looking at the impact of every great rock band. I mean, whether you like it or not, uh, Manai is one of the biggest rock Latin rock bands, and they only get like a brief mention and um, pass it off. Uh, I think other great bands were not mentioned uh, that much. Um, and just better, I think was mentioning a few things. Uh, a lot of other great great bands or cool songs that were of the era uh, were not even mentioned. So for me, that was a letdown because I was looking forward to relieve all those great great bands from the, from my high school days, as they say. But it was an interesting documentary if you want to look at it from the perspective of the political events that happened. In, uh, I think they focused too on Argentina, uh, Spain, Mexico. They don't go uh, full to the Latin places. I mean, I live in Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico had great artists who fit in this genre, and even fit in the political thing. Um, and we only get mentioned by with Calle Dresse, which I hate. I don't like him at all, in my opinion. I think uh, if you wanted to go with political bands, feeling like Vega is a lot better. Um, I think even Roby Draco made a rock record, which was better than anything Calle Dresse ever did, but He's the only one uh, that got the mention. Um, <clears throat> so it's not a bad, it's a five, five, six episode documentary, which uh, it's on Netflix. And it was, uh, it was interesting, I say. It's very interesting. But not what I expected, not what I wanted to see. And for that reason, I think me, I was a little bit let, let down about it. Um, but not a bad documentary at all. Okay, I want to leave that clear because it's not a bad documentary. You're seeing the title is a little bit misleading, maybe, or the promotion, or, or maybe what I thought I was about to see. Maybe it's not even their fault. Let's leave it at that. So let's continue on. I have a few things that I, I want to talk about. The big, the big topic today is going to be Wonder Woman, but I want to leave that for the last. Okay, so I saw this the miniseries, The Flight Attendant. Uh, what can I say? I think it was a good show. I think it. It took a while for it to take off for me. I, I saw the first few episodes, and it was a struggle to finish them because I was kind of like, eh. But I think from the third episode on, it got a lot more better, a lot more interesting. And I found myself very intrigued to see what was going to happen because it was a, you know, it kept getting uh, complicated. Uh, so I think it was a good series. It was, Kaylee Cooper was great in it. 
uh, she managed to break out of Penny. I didn't see Penny in every scene because, you know, she did play Penny for 12 years. So we see her, we see Penny, but not in this one. I think she managed to do it, uh, do a good job, you know, taking, uh, making us see that this is the character she was playing on, on the series. Um, the series has a great cast. Rosie Perez, Kelly Cooper, both are great. Uh, I don't know the rest of the cast in terms of the work and other things, but they were a good cast. And I think the show was pretty original, and it was intriguing. Not as intriguing or suspenseful for me as The Undoing, but it was a great show nonetheless. I loved, I enjoyed it. I loved the ending. And uh, like I said, from you have to struggle with the first few episodes. But if you survive them and continue seeing it, I think you'll enjoy it. Not a masterpiece, maybe, but you'll enjoy it. So continuing on, now, we got, now we're going to move on to the film. Uh, this is film uh, available on Netflix. And it's My Rainy's Black Bottom. Now, this movie um, has its value. I didn't enjoy it as much. Um, I, I mean, it's a good film, but I, didn't, I just don't like uh, And This happens to me with movies that are based on plays uh, because they try to put what happens on the theater on the, on the movie screen. And it works sometimes. Uh, but this one just got me a little bit... Uh, it, Again, it took a while for me to really get into the movie, but uh, what you get in this movie, which is uh, of great value, of course, is Chadwick uh, Bosman's last performance. And my God, uh, what a performance. Uh, he moved me so much in so many of the scenes. Uh, I, I mean, his hindsight, you, I, I don't know if he took what he was going through and put in the pain in that character. Uh, but his performance, uh, I don't know if he went post to me, but he should, uh, or at least get nominated for Best Actor because, or Best Supporting. I don't know where he would fit. But man, what a performance. If you haven't seen it, it's not a long film. And based on his and Viola Davis' performance, you have to see it. It's a, just, I mean, the performance is good. And it has great, uh, the dialogues, even though they're, the film is based all on the same place, just three places, a studio, a further studio, and I think that's basically it. So if the dialogue has to be good, and it is good, it is interesting, uh, that each character has something to say on, the, on those dialogues, and it has a good, obviously, uh, message in terms of what, what went through in that, in that era, in terms of racism and all that. Um, but uh, to me, the main highlight was... Um, but Chadwick's and Viola Davis' performance, just great performance by both of them. And uh, I think that just, that on that alone, I think it's it's on Netflix. So if, if you're in your house doing nothing, I think it's worth saying, check it out. Um, so from that on, uh, I want to talk about the great film. Um, I want to talk about, before I get into Wonder Woman, I want to go into Soul, which is available on Disney+. Plus. Um, what can I say about that one? I liked it. It has a beautiful message at the end. I think it was, once again, an original by Pixar. They are, I think they're very creative. I give them that. And I, and I liked the story. I liked the characters. I liked, I, it was not what I expected, uh, which I liked. But I think the movie just took too long. And there was a point where I just got a little bit tired. Um, but it was not a bad film at all. 
I love Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey's chemistry between the characters. I mean, they played uh, this little 22 and 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 Jamie played the, the lead character, the guy who died, which was a jazz musician. Um, so I don't know if it's I don't know if kids will enjoy it as much because I think it's really a, like a serious film. I mean, they enjoy it because 22 is a funny character. But it was a deep movie. I, I like that about Pixar. I think I can I can compare this one to Inside Out, which Inside Out use psychological things to do those characters and make us understand the emotions that we all go through. And this one is a little bit deeper uh, because it has to do with life itself and enjoying every moment, understanding uh, that your purpose is not limited to something. Uh, so it has a great message. It was a good film. Um, I recommend it. It's on Disney Plus. Uh, and uh, okay, so I just I saw another movie which was Blackbird, uh, which is last year's movie. And again, uh, I think it was just, it was just too slow uh, for me. And the story within the family is not that interesting. Uh, it's a story about this woman who decides to end her life because she has this sickness, which is gonna live her like a vegetable eventually. So she wants to end her life uh, while she has control of it. And she wants all her children, two children, to go to the house and have one last weekend with her. And that's where the story develops and other complications, and um, which is not a bad film. But again, uh, I think the situations that occurred, uh, or maybe the family uh, didn't come together as as I would have liked it in the story at the end. Uh, but the performances, Susan Sarandon, Kate Winslet, Sam Neill, they're all great. Uh, I don't know, I don't recommend this movie for everyone. I kind of saw it because I love Kate Winslet, uh, but she has she has better films. And um, so now let's get to the to the main event, uh, which is Wonder Woman. I'm amazed uh, the critics have been really bad. Uh, the reviews have been really bad for this movie. Uh, fans, uh, if you hear Facebook and all, and all kinds of reviews, I have only one other guy who said, oh, he, he loved it, or at least liked it. Uh, most of the people, you know, eh, and others hate it, really hate it. And I haven't seen this much hate in the film in a while. Um, uh, so what can I say for me? You know, I can, I can only speak for me. I love, I liked it. Why I liked it better than the first. The first one has more, well, what I would say, wow moments. It's, it has a lot of moments that leave you wow. Excitement. It has a lot of that. I give it, I give you, I give you that. But the story for me was, um, in this time, I felt the story was more original. And yes, it was a long film, but they, they were developing the story. And there were things that maybe you could have lived out, maybe. But I didn't mind because I enjoy superhero movies that develop the story. And it's not just endless action without reason. Uh, now, obviously, we would have loved to have more action sequences. Um, but... I can't, what can I say? The, the action scenes that, that were in, I think they were awesome. Starting from the beginning to the desert fight and the ending. I think the, the villain, um, I didn't read her comics. As what I told is he's a more, uh, he's a different villain in the comics. But since I didn't know that, I kind of enjoyed that this villain was different. He was not looking for I mean, he was looking for power in, in a sense, but it was different because he was just, 
how can I say it? I just felt that he was different. That he didn't even care about Wonder Woman. He just, you know, she just she just got on his way. Which most villains in comics, they just want to focus on the on the hero. Which is something in the first one happened because the the first guy wanted to to finish Wonder Woman off. Um, but in this one, I felt like it was original. The whole wish things, I think it went in an original way. Is it does it make sense every time or the whole during the whole film? I don't know. Maybe it has a few uh, little plot holes, but I didn't mind them. Um, so for me, I enjoyed it more. Um, but I understand the points that I've heard and read are valid. Uh, should should it be a hated film? No, I don't think so. Uh, you can like it more than the first one or not. That's okay. But to me, though, I think it's been. Unf- I think people just expect it. Something because of the delaying. I mean, you you hype, the hype keeps growing, and you just suspect this mega film. And I think that I heard it. I think I think it would have been a fun film. I don't, I'm not saying it would have been praised, uh, but I think it would, in the different circumstances, I think people would have been a little more nicer to it. I don't know. Uh, but that's just me. I I enjoyed um, the the villain. Uh, I think it was a yes. Uh, it was similar. A friend of mine t- said that it was similar to Selena Kyle from Batman. Yes, uh, I see it. But is it a bad thing? I don't know. I think these movies, for me, they always tend to have at least something that is copied from another one. So I be- I didn't see it at the beginning. It felt familiar, but I didn't see it. It was a friend of mine who pointed that out. Um, but the- but I love I love the character. I think Kristen Wiig. I did a good job with the character, which shocked me because all I know from her is selling in my life. And Pedro Pascal, who's the Mandalorian himself, uh, maybe he was a little bit over at the top, over the top at times, but I think he was a good villain. Uh, Gal Gadot, got, uh, she's Wonder Woman. You can't, you can't mess with that for me. Uh, Chris Pine, the Chris Pine thing, uh, uh, felt well. It wasn't necessary to the story. Uh, and it was good having him. Obviously, uh, if there's a third one, I hope they don't put him in anyway. Uh, but in this one, made sense because he was like the moral uh, conflict for Diana. And I like that uh, that the real cause she was losing her powers was not the wish, was her own uh, decision to not do the right thing. I think that was a good because I've seen movies where the hero loses his power due to an external thing going on. This one was internal, it was all on her. She could have had her power from the very beginning, which I think it was great. Uh, so that's, I think it was a good film. I enjoyed it. Uh, so, you know, but I think everyone is entitled to his own opinion and, and I'm sure, uh, you know, there's no wrong or right here. If you don't like it, you don't like it. I, I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, so, so this has been my my last episode for this year. Uh, I want to wish everyone who listens and receives this video a happy new year, and I hope that 2021, uh, even though we might continue to struggle with things, may be a blessing, may be filled with blessings. You know. Uh, so my best wishes, and I hope that uh, that I can continue just sharing about what we like, movies and stuff. This remember this is. That's my whole goal is just to share and uh, 
and talk about what, what I like and all that, and, and you know, uh, so anyway, uh, thank you for this year, and I hope you have a happy new year. Bye.